you're listening to the Multiverse Podcast. Today, the team is all back together, and we're talking about the series we wish we could reread for the very first time. Listen in. So it's that. Welcome back, Jason. It's good Welcome to see back, you. Jason. <laughs> Thanks. Back from your special assignment in Budapest. Yes, I was in Budapest. I was trying to see what Hawkeye and Black Widow were so worried about. They kept right. talking about it in the movies. That's right. And we never saw. Did you find anything? Did you get a souvenir arrow? Or you know what I did do? I, I didn't know that this existed before. First, like Buddha Palace and all that stuff was just extraordinary to, right. to check out. Uh, so I saw it lit up at night. I. I didn't have a lot of time. I was there for work, so I didn't have a lot of time to see it otherwise. But I went to the Ruin Bars. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. So in Budapest, there were these bombed out buildings from World War II. Right. And people started setting up like a pop-up bar right. in these in these ruins. And then more and more people did it. And then it ultimately became sort of legitimized. Right. And they would gate off sections of the building that are not safe or whatever. And it's a whole district. But part of the shtick is you're in ruins. Like you're in the ruins of these buildings. Right. And they have set up, uh, they set up a, a nighttime establishment there. And it's pretty awesome. Like it's super. That's very cool. It's a very cool vibe. So that that's the one thing that I, that, that I did do. And I could see that as the setting of, of a, a throwdown with Marvel movie with, with Black Widow and Black Hawkeye. Widow and Hawkeye. That, 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 that's like the trouble aftermath. started, that's where it would have started. That's right. In the room Mars. Because that's where you go to meet if you're, if you're in the, you sort know, of underworld. You know, cloak and dagger yeah. and, you know. I was in the tightest crowd I've ever been in in that place. Like, I I was so, so a little were worried. The, were you the youngest one there or the oldest one there in that tight crowd? Who, 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 who were you co-inhabiting with? It was a mix. I, I, I think I raised the average age by about a decade. Okay. A buddy of mine. You, you can still hang. <laughs> so a buddy of mine lives in Dallas, happened to post online that he had spoken at a conference in Budapest, like literally in a building right outside of my hotel. And so I texted him. I was like, hey, you want, you want to go out? So I went out with this guy that lives in Dallas. Right. Well, we both happened to be in Budapest. There you go. So we go in. We, we're trying to find a seat. There's, you know, the room bars doesn't have great seating. Like it's these or weird, plumbing. like or plumbing. mismatched <laughs> stools. Like we didn't even try that problem. That, that's a whole different issue. So we sat by a random Irishman who was by himself. He was just checking the scene out. He were like, can we sit with you? Cause he was, this dude's by himself. He's like, sure. So we sat and with this random Irish dude and it bought each other rounds like for a very long time. It was, it was, yeah, it was a great thing. We have libations this evening here in the, uh, the podcast studios of the multiverse. So we're drinking angels envy from the Avengers decanter. Two of us are partaking. One is not. No, I'm teetotaling it this evening. So all all of the reasonable opinions will be coming from Steven. The unreasonable will come from Scott. So much. You know that. And a lot of times Steven is a little more rational of the, of the three. So debate. So topic of today, what, what comic series do you wish you could reread for the first time? The yeah. Meme says yeah, there. that was that was the main and, idea. And where'd you find that meme? I mean, I, other than the interwebs, because we... no, that's a, it was like Facebook. I think it might have been Comicsology's page. Okay, but yeah, I just saw this that that question: if you could reread any comic book series for the first time, what would it be? And I thought, Ooh, 
because there's, you know, well, we, we'll, we'll, we're going to find out, you know, there you go. All right. So who has a strong opinion on the, on this? Are you talking about just a mini series or where you jumped into comics the first time, but it sounds like we're going to open the floodgates to, I think it can be anything that, that captured you, excited you, moved you, whatever the, the, whatever the reaction was. And, and you, of course you reread it, but you never quite get that. Wow. You know, it's like, you know, the first time I saw Independence Day in the movie theater and thought, wow, this is amazing. And then you watch it again later and you're like, this is rubbish. But it, but at that moment <laughs> it was, wow, look, you know, so. I thought that with the matrix movies. I saw the, the first matrix and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Gosh, I've never seen like that. That. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's mind blowing. And unlike uh, Independence Day, uh, the matrix, I think it does hold up for Everyone. multiple viewings yeah. and time has been kind to it, but it's nothing like that first, you oh, know, yeah. wow. You know, okay. I can't believe what I'm seeing, especially if you knew nothing about it, which I didn't, I was on a plane, uh, flying to England and mm. you know, they had the in-flight entertainment and I was like matrix. Yeah, I think something about batteries, isn't it? And just put it on and was just glued. And you weren't wrong. To a screen that's about, you know, four inches by (laughs) by three inches. You know, my my eldest daughter, who was only only five at the time, she was brilliant because, you know, any other child could have been like, Dad, I want this and this. She just left me alone. She she had a coloring book and she was like, Dad's having fun. I'm just, you know, very wise is my eldest. (laughs) She's a Pisces. She's very wise. <laughs> so it brings it on. Huh? That's what it is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So there you go. That's the, that's the, that's the plan of the day. There we go. All right. I've, I have, I have to decide between three. I've got three of these. Well, I'll bungle down the road because I'm, because I'm, I'm, I'm measuring them because I've had almost a week to think about when we first posed this question. Well, Okay, so just for the interest of time, mm-hmm. do we want to do? You've got your one, and you've got your close runner-up, something or, like that. But I'm also looking at okay. impact because you and I read comics for different in different ways. I'm going to say we both have very similar tastes. Yes. Um, yeah, we've all talked about how the Killing Joke hits us different as we got older and had kids. Yes. And, and, right. and, and so I think we did a podcast. We do. I think we did a podcast, children. I, that. I, I believe we did. If I had to nod my cap to the run that took me down this entire journey and wrapped me into comics for the, the rest of my life. Right. I answered it <laughs> in the group chat. It was Avengers 154, George Perez. The marveling at the Avengers because I knew nothing. I, used, I saw Super Friends on TV and knew heroes knew each other, but this was heroes I didn't know. They got together, and I was very fascinated with that. And the Perez hopping in and out because there's sometimes Sabi Seema was doing it. There was sometimes he was doing it. Then had a Don Heck issue in there and a George Tuska, and then we had John Byrne. The Avengers in that. Time frame, volume one, 154 through 176, the Korvac series, kept my interest and steered me into comics. 
the one I wish had the emotional grab of that astonishment of picking it up and going, this is an absolute work of art. This is everything comics should be for me is the John Byrne run of Fantastic Four 232 to what to almost up to the 250s back into that I still enjoy but I read it and I acknowledge it had a, you know almost as strong of creative juices as Kirby and Stanley is what they credit that run for right but that one I pick up now and it's lost a little nostalgic shine it's not Boy. the art I think because the Fantastic Four over time has had more disappointments for me in other creative yes. ups and downs. Now, the Avengers have had some horrible ones, but you've always found a way to get Perez back, or you found a way to get Busick in their writing, or you found a way to get some. I mean, there's people that don't understand there was a time in the first volume of the Avengers, they were almost going to get canceled because no one gave a damn about the Avengers. That says something these days. Fantasy Four was canceled for a good long time before, you know, Dan Slott brought it back. But that to, to me, the swings in their creative teams were deeper and stronger than when I look at the burn run. So I still enjoy some of the stories, but that, oh, wow, they brought Jean Grey back. Oh, wow, that's Gladiator beating the hell out of the Fantasy Four and some scrolls. Oh crap, they went to the negative verse and they turned one whole comic sideways and did sideways panels so that you had to look at it in an odd way. <laughs> oh, they they negatively negatively inverse their costumes from the bright bright blue to black, which I still think it should have been yellow and white because blue got a car across the color right. wheel, but we went darker blue <laughs> with white around the neck. So right. they inverted a little of it. That's my favorite did, Fantastic Four costume, by the way. I but, always really like. Oh, I did. I got. I, I like. I like that look too. But it, the nostalgia shine of Avengers one fifty four through one seventy six. I picked up the trade paperback the other day from a shop, and I read that. I was as happy as a kid on Christmas. I've got all the John Byrne omnibuses for Fantastic Four, and I thumbed through. I was like, "This is good stuff," but I really wish it made me excited like it used to. So that's my, when I hear that question, that's where I right. go so, with your... So there's that. Um, and, and I think when, when we were chatting about it in our private chat room, civilians can't be part of, uh, for health and safety reasons mostly. And lawsuits. And lawsuits. Was the, there are things that immediately come to mind, but I, I, I wouldn't want to take the chance in choosing those because I don't have the same brain that I did back then. Yep. So I don't even know if I would get that impact that 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 I got the first time that you know makes it the selection, and I don't know if that's I don't know if that's fair. I mean, maybe you know that there's a there's a thought to this question, which is you know, regardless of of maturity, you're you're going to get that reaction, but it's that's not it. It's it's. It's unfortunately it's more than that, but I, I'm actually quite pleased to hear that you could reread those. You're confident that you could reread those things and still get that sense of wonder and enjoyment and magic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and like to narrow it down to that, I mean, in in you know, it's really gonna it really revolves around George Perez. There's a lot of his artwork that I can pick up again and again and go, I enjoy this. 
But if I had to pick two, you know, because yeah. I could be on here, I could do a whole podcast myself about my love of his Titans, Wonder Woman, right? Sacks and violence, kids. That's uh that's a that's a MC seventeen NC seventeen version there. Sure, but, it's um, super fun though. Well, and 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 it's uh, that's a great. It's also a great question you put in a shop because you can debate. Like I'll read comics sometimes for an emotional. Hey, the Captain America punched out the Nazis, but you might read it more as an artistic. How does this, is this story topical? Is this story, you know, we both have kids. We've both, we're both very similar in age. We've traveled similar paths, but some areas widely different, which I guess is every human on the planet, but it sounds good when you're talking about it on a podcast. I, I might gravitate more towards just a simplistic, Hey, that looks cool when Iron Man smacked <laughs> smacked Thanos with a hey, that looks cool when Iron Man has rollerblade, you know, roller skates popping out from under his boots, and it makes no sense in reality. But you also, you know, Stephen, you, you, I know there are ones that you're like, yeah, what killing joke's a good one. And it made me really go back and think about how it how time changes your perception of stories. Or when I'm answering this question, I'm like, I feel like I feel like I'm six years, you know, sixth grade again, going to Seven Eleven with my dad and my sister to get that comic, right? And all of those memories that go with that and enjoying that story. But Fantastic Four, ah, only a few years later, in the eighth grade, mm. a little different world going on. Sure, and love the art, but you know, the stories are all right, good, but it just wasn't that. Oh wow! Look at Johnny. Look at Frankie Ray just showed up. And why did Ben go from smooth rocks to bumps? And right. Right. but there's there. But you know, at the same time, there's there's a there's a three there's a three issue run in there where Galactus shows up. Where I'll reread that again and enjoy that little run. Is that the trilog Galactus? Yeah. Well, it's before that when they they whack Galactus in New York and Reed resurrects him, which right. leads to the trial because the Avengers right. show up. Spike. Daredevil's there going, should I go up against Galactus? And you know, everyone's like, no, I don't no. think you should. That's that's uh, not going to work. work out for you. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's like Iron Fist running up going, I've got this. Look at this Billy Club. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> you might. Do you have another one? <laughs> um, no, you're, you're going through that. And I, I'm so, so ashamed to say that the one that went through my mind was, do you remember that precise moment that Sue Storm went from... Oh, she's like everyone's mom too. Hey now. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there, there's a. Uh, I tried the haircut, and then she showed up as that punk rocker chick at oh, yeah. Dallas, and everyone was like, "Hey!" And she's got that outfit with the four has been cut out yeah. so that she can have the, the, yeah, the, the breast window. window. The, the, yeah, the, the Power Girl the fashion sense. Man. Yes, everybody. Knows. You know. So that really takes us off the. It does. It does. So, but you've actually just given me an idea oh, because hell. I think no, no, no. Yes. Because I think and and I think it'll work within what we what we do in the podcast is and we'll, we'll go around and then we'll come back around i've got a follow-up question so jason jason Bye. all right i have so the one i wish i could reread for the first time is kingdom come and i don't know if you guys have this i often do reread things for the first time because i remember major beats of the story but i'll forget details of the story yeah like sure. yeah I rewatch TV shows. Like I'm, I, I'm rewatching Suits right now. 
I remember a couple of the major beats. Most of those major beats I forgot. I don't remember anything that's happening right now. Like some of the major beats I forgot. So Kingdom Come is one where I remembered a couple of things. I remember the, I, I remember the Agog guy and the fight and, and why Superman disappeared. I remembered that. I remembered sort of the Captain Marvel reveal that shows up in there and that epic fight between Superman and Captain Marvel yeah. that, that was big. But a great deal of that I had forgotten existed. So when I reread it not too long ago, like a couple months ago. I remember ago, you bought the, you bought a new edition of it. Yeah, you bought, bought absolute. Yeah, you bought an absolute. When I reread it, it was almost new to me. And I, I recalled what it was like to read it the first time at that point. Okay. And I didn't know that art could be that good. Like that was the first time I was exposed to like yeah. Alex Ross unchained. Like he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. And it was extraordinary. And I was captured by this is what happens to my heroes. Like right. this is the end state. And it felt very declarative. Like didn't feel like, yeah, this is a maybe else worlds because there were lots of great Elseworlds future stories told back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they did a set of annuals, actually, yeah. that I just loved. Yes. And this felt much more uh, much more locked in, I, I guess. Um, I didn't feel like it was... We've. I don't feel like we've had as, as, as definitive of a future state for our heroes um, since then, other than the sorry was excuse. Of, was that intentional? The, the plug for future state? That... Yeah, Fan, well, I was saying, sorry, excuse <laughs> for a future state. We've got plenty. Yeah, right. of, we got plenty of issues, kids. Go to Shopify.com, multiverse, and we'll ship them to you free, free of free shipping right exactly. now. That's yeah. a, you can think of some future state. Now, it. So, what's interesting is I kind of liked where everybody ended up in, um, in Kingdom in come. Kingdom Come. Okay, I, I liked that they sort of scattered and then had to come back to sure. to fight a big fight a big bad or or bring things back to order or whatever. I, I like that story. Future said I did not like no, at all. No, that we, so like I didn't, I didn't like where what what's sad is that's where they wanted everybody. That that was what they were aiming. That was their plan. That was the plan. G five crap. And you got to wonder, like everybody's like, what happened to Dio? He had a terrible idea that nobody wanted. So anyway, that's what you get for trying to kill Dick Grayson, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm serious. Well, now he's a freaking pirate or something. This current issue. That makes sense. It make you read it. Makes sense. Does it? Fun. it does. I'm not there yet. They have not let you down with Nightwing, but I'm not there yet. So I'll, I will read it and believe you when, when we get there. No, it was, it was really great to reread kingdom come and that level of, you know, Mark Wade is, he never disappoints. And the current issue of world's finest is a return to kingdom come. You've got the, and they, they were sort of hinting at it, right? Like one of the main characters in World's Finest leading up was gonna be Magog. And that's how you wrote me into reading Bat- you know, Batman, Superman, World's Finest was yeah. because I, I too am a fan of Kingdom Come. I don't want to steal too much of that, but it's it is one of the top five Superman stories I've ever read. Yep. Because yep. you while it's always they've always tried to do the what do you do when Superman stops believing in himself? This gave a legitimate reason. Yep. He, re- he responded as any grieving husband would respond. And 
he makes me think of, there was an article about George Carlin not too long ago. And they talked about how after his wife died, he got so cynical and he was extra mean and, you know, all of this. And his daughter goes, that's not it. He was disappointed in the world. So he stopped censoring himself in certain situations. Hmm. And so Superman, I mean, granted, he Carlin was much, very much alive when this was going on, but it's the same. I parallel those together where it's Superman looks at the world and goes, you didn't believe in me. You didn't want the Boy Scout. You wanted this guy. You didn't even want Batman. <laughs> so I get, I get what I don't want to steal too much from your answer, but yeah, that, that's, that's exactly I, I can reread Kingdom Come. It doesn't hit me. It's still a lot of fun. It doesn't hit me emotionally like the first time I because the first time I picked it up, I, I sat in a car in a Wendy's parking lot late to Blockbuster because I, I was the manager, so I didn't care. You, you know, you're never late when you're the boss. It's good to be the king. It is. Yeah. And I'm sitting there reading this, and I was like, I got to start over again. Yeah. And that's so. It was I, good. It was. It was the best I'd seen writing be. It was the best I'd seen art be. It was the best of everything I'd ever. I, I didn't know that comics could be that good. And I read fun comics, but I didn't hadn't read anything like that before. When you read it, did you read it the first time you read it? Were you following it uh, monthly? I was. I, I was. I don't know how it was released, but I was picking up monthly. the like the. Sort the of back like prestige that does, format, yeah, it was a full the, prestige, the, the Baxter yeah. edition or whatever they used to call them. Prestige yeah. format, yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. I picked up those four. I still, that's actually, I still have those. Right. They're they're very red copies, but I still have those. And so, yeah, that that's it for me. The, the Kingdom Come series. Now, I had a couple of. I was thinking through this. There's each series that I thought of are a series that got me back into comics. Like I'll. I'll stray away from comics for a little while and something will pull me back in. Right. I'll stray away for a little while and then something will pull me back in. And I remember Bendis's New Avengers pulled me in, pulled me back in the most recent time because New New 52 broke me. And I was like, forget it, I'm out. But then <laughs> Bendis's run brought me back. And then I remember I remember when I was a when I was a I don't know, seventh, eighth grade, something. And I read Longbow Hunters. That was, I didn't know comics could be that dark. And I didn't know, it was just, there. that one just planted on my mind, like, oh, this is what, this is what this could be. This could be like an actual grown-up book. Right. And I, I still think about that book a lot. I, I, and I'll pick it up every once in a while. And then the the other one that came to mind, just because I and it pulled me in at a time, was it's the crisis that nobody talks about, the identity crisis storyline, which was like a mystery. Who killed Sue? No, Sue Denby. Sue Denby. And then Tim. Tim Drake. Tim, Tim Drake that got killed. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, that's mind wipe. Yeah, why? Well, and I separate that crisis out of the rest of the crisis, and and that is a book that many times in this shop I've stuck in people's hands. Mm, Say yeah. here, read this. You don't have to know what's going. Melter did a great job of you did. He yes, isolated he did. the universe. Yeah, and you had your characters that were relevant at the time. But yes, you're absolutely right. That is a powerful book, even to this 
this and, day. If, if anyone, if they were going to make an animated movie or do anything, they should do that. The reason I like, well, I mean, the ridiculous ones they do do. do well, no, yeah. but but it's that's that's a that's that would be. Geez, you, I, you'd really have to make sure that was. Well, in that's right an hands. HBO Max, and and, yeah. and 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 unfortunately for me, all I ever hear, hear is Kevin Conroy's Batman in that, yeah. right? Yeah. Because there's there's a, you know when when he realizes what Tim is going through, you know when he's hugging him on that panel, yeah, that is. I mean, that's asking a Batman of I never want anyone to go through what I went through that's and right. this happened to my it's not a it happened to my ward before I adopted him. This happened to someone under my watch. Yes. Yeah, and that sure. was because yeah, Tim Drake had the yeah. like his parents were still around when for some reason they're letting him get on Bruce Wayne's jet and fly to <laughs> Asia to be trained by assassins. Yeah, they, that was okay in the whole Robin. Well, that, series. Was a, that, that was a school work. Uh, you know, you were studying, you know. Blown up bars and stuff in Budapest. Yeah, that's, that's what, yeah, that's what Robin was doing. I mean, it was a, that was a, that was a great. One. The reason I think I would love to read it for the first time is, I remember that mystery had me, yeah. yes, oh, had God. me called up. I was so into it. I, I found the reveal a little bit anticlimactic at the end, but the it's it's not nearly as entertaining now that I know, right? Yeah. So, but you catch other things when you read it. Do you? I, I haven't yeah, tried. You, you, I haven't you tried. do. I, I've read it probably about twenty times now. Yeah. And and yeah. you start because I got it. You know, as it came out, month for month. Mm -hmm. And me too. You're not putting the clues together, but once no. you, but like any good mystery, once you know who did it, you start looking. You're like, oh, Gina's always up to something. Now, what they do with her later, <laughs> with being possessed by all that's a bunch of bullshit. Just in this, in this universe right there, there was. I love the idea of the league within the league. Yeah. We've even used that example here at the shop. That makes all the sense in the world that Batman, Superman, and probably Wonder Woman had to go do other things. And, you know, there's there's an elongated man over there with the broom cleaning up, you know, whoever's teeth is on the ground that got smacked around. And, you know, the guys that just didn't have anything else going on. I mean, at least Green Arrow had his girlfriend hanging out with him. That's true. But, yeah, what's Firestorm going to do? Go study? He's there. He's just happy to be part of everything. And <laughs> it's still trying to figure out how to turn it into salt. Yeah, that was the other one. That was a different Firestorm. Yeah. yeah. That's my favorite. Oh, I know, I know. It is. Trying to figure out how to turn it into salt? Yeah. We're with Blackest Night. Blackest Night. Oh, okay. Yeah. But when death start, when. Yeah. yeah and we, we actually covered this in the Green Lantern podcast. The best is that oh, that's my favorite iteration of Firestorm. The most interesting one is, is Deathstorm. Bang. A, we've all got an opinion, but you know, because I was going to ask a question again to 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 you, Jason, but you're, you 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 answered it. Did you follow that one month to month? And much, and yeah. it's it really is something. I remember following that one myself, and my wife's not a not a big comic book fan, although there are certain series that she has been very very passionate about. She loved Preacher, and she she quite liked Sandman as many of us uh, until you kind of got to the end and it's like god i never wanted this book to end now i really want this book to end but I like i like a good mystery like that. yeah like but a, i gave her that and i yeah. said just kind of i think i had like the first three or four issues and i was like you know what? i just it slid it across to her and she was like oh yeah do you have the rest i'm like nope we're gonna have to wait now you're in my world you're gonna have to wait <laughs> yeah. but no she really enjoyed it because of that mystery she thought that that was and it was yeah, yeah. it was that was quite 
And that was a big seller as well. I remember my local yeah, comic shop. Yeah. It was like fourth and fifth printings. And then it was like all the fourth printings were all like red. Yep. And then another yeah. one has a different color scheme. And, and, you and, know, yeah. because both publishers knows what the other one's trying to do. You know, Marvel tried to do identity dicks uh, where, give you, up. Know, you know, they were trying to compete with them. Whereas, yeah. oh, this disc has everyone's secret identity. I don't give a damn about that. Yeah. We're not talking about that other than mm. in jest. Right. 20 some odd years later. Yeah. But if you, and if you never, I did not know what Brad Meltzer, what his style of writing was before he showed up in comics. And now that I do, it makes sense that he wrote the Antichrist's way he did because he was comic geek, comic nerd. Yep. But his first, you know, his first book, 10th Justice, mm-hmm. all the Supreme Court justices were named after the Watchmen. The last <laughs> names were Dryberg. Yeah, we go like, and, and he likes it when you bring that up. It's like, hey, I know what that is. And he's, that's nice. Yeah, that's that's cool. really cool. Yeah, there, there's been a few mysteries like that 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 really just had me wrap. Hush was one uh, because you didn't know who Hush was throughout that story. Though, so, I mean, they're telegraphing, oh, this random person just showed up here. How did Bruce's pass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you like to be. There's also a bad guy, but you know, I'm sure there's no connection whatsoever between <laughs> this character we've never heard of, but was in his life all these like years. Tommy Elliott yeah. and the guy with the bandages on his face. Both no, showed up for the first time, but maybe nah. it's somebody else. No. That one. And then the, who's the Red Hood? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Who is the Red Hood? So that was good. And I do. But, you know, they kind of, they almost telegraphed that a little bit because Jason showed up in Hush, sort of, you know, as Clayface, but it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought they were going to kill him immediately after they, at the end of the storyline. And when they didn't, that was the bigger surprise. Yeah. And then, then they've done respectable with him. He's a marketable. You need, the you need a Batman character that could carry a gun. Like, that needed to happen. There needs to be a Batman character with a gun. That's a podcast right there. I'll okay, well, put, put, put the note down. Well, yeah, put, <laughs> add that to <laughs> the increasingly long list of things. We're oh, going to be here for the next. That Punisher? Isn't that good? Oh, it is a good John thing. Paul Valet. Oh, man. No, 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 no. Anyway, um, but yeah, we'll we'll circle back to that one for sure. Right. That's good. That's good discussion to have. But yeah. All right. What's your, what's your answer to the question that you posed? Right. I've given this a lot of thought um, because... I've got nothing else to do in my life. And hey, comics are our life. Well, this is true. And I, I've i got my, my main pick, and I have a I have a close second, and I have a close third. Okay. But I'm, I, I, we, no. <laughs> we've got to put limits on this. I've got my close 23rd <laughs> and my close 24th. One well, that doesn't make me mad now, but used to make me mad. So there's gold, silver, bronze, and we just keep going. I think it's paper, I think, with the anniversaries. That's yeah. where you, you, you kind of get a paper anniversary. Anyway, so it would. I it has to be, well, here, I'll, I'll set it up this way. So I was thinking about this. And I thought about the, the number of series came to mind. I think I mentioned in the in the chat that I was leaning towards John Ostrander's run on Spectre. Mm-hmm. But then I decided no, because I I've sort of been picking at that off and on over the years. Um, I'm still trying to chase down that one back issue. Fifty three. Cool, bloody With hell, Mister like, Terrific. Yeah, I'm chasing it too, man. I'm not paying. I'm not paying fifty bucks for it. no. Absolutely not. But it's brilliant and 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 I love it. It's great. And it still holds up. 
But that's, I was like, no, that's that's not going to do it. So it has to be Denny O'Neill and, and Dennis Cohen's other question. And the reason is, is that was the book. I was aware of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. And I kind of came to the party a little late on that one um, because I didn't follow his run in issue form. Titan Books in the UK was collecting them into trades and they were all in black and white, which I've seen the color artwork. Actually, I kind of prefer the black and white. Hmm. You really get a sense of Bissett and Totler Ben's inks. It, it, it's, a, it's a much more, much more moody forgive me, a much more moody experience following it in black and white. And I'm sort of remember that sometimes DC would reprint a book or something and they would only do it in black and white. And they did, I think they, they did it not too long ago with their noir series. Like you can actually get the killing joke now in black and white. You can get hush in black and white. You can get, I think the Azzarello, so broken city, Batman, broken city. Okay. I think you can get that in black and white. I would actually love to see because Eduardo Riso's art. I mean, he he, he yeah. does he does blacks really really well. Anyway, I digress. But and I was aware of Dark Knight, and I was aware of Longbow Hunters as well. But there's something about it was. I think it's it's issue 14 of the question, and it's the one that's got the cover where Vic Sage has been buried in the ground up to his neck, and because Cohen and, and Sienkiewicz were doing the covers, and God, that's a that's a match made in heaven right there. Those two, Cohen's pencils and, and Sienkiewicz on inks, and he's got the American flag. Yes, I remember on that. his on for the mask, and I'm just hooked. And I went back and and you know dug up the the other issues. The reason why the 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 question, because that was the series that I think started to educate me about all the things that you can actually do with that uh, with that form of media mm. and it's it's actually it was kind of a, a gift that kept giving because i mean it's, it's a fantastic story denny o'neill is, is a great writer um there's only 36 issues and it really does tell one complete story and there are some moments in there that you really that really provoke thought. There's one issue with Green Arrow where they're trying to uh, the question and Green Arrow team up because I think it's actually something like plastic guns or or, or something like that, and they're trying to stop these terrorists, and they end up the the denouement of the story has them like in the woods and snow and all this kind of stuff. And while the story is going along, there's like this sub narrative in drawn in, in the parallels about, I think it's a dad and his son getting on a plane. And the idea is, as you get through this story, you realize when they stop these terrorists, that the dad and the son, are actually going to safely land from that plane hmm. and move on with the rest of their lives. I and mean, this is obviously this is before 9-11 and yeah. you know and, and everything else. And then the question 
because that character, I find that character endlessly fascinating because he is, he is violence as a person. He is violence and he's been reckless and he's been, he's a shit basically, pardon the language, bleep that one out, bleep. Okay. You know, we've uh, never successfully bleeped any of yeah, that. So that's that. It's, it's he, he's a horrible, horrible person. And that's why in that first issue, they kill him. He dies in the first issue. And then everything that comes after that is, is rebuilding this man who is, he has a thirst and a passion. He enjoys the violence, but he's trying to become something more. And I was, I was a teenager when I started reading that and it clicked, you know, I, I, you know, you've got the teenage rage years, you know, and, and, and trying to like, I want to be more, I, I, this cannot be my life. It becomes very philosophical. It's an incredibly philosophical book to read. I'm just to kind of finish off that green arrow thing though. that, That story actually ends because they're trapped in a cabin waiting for like the authorities to arrive. And there's this wonderful last panel where they're talking about where that says something like the question of the green arrow and these terrorists because they disarmed them and they, they're all holed up in this cabin. They spend the rest of the evening discussing good and evil. Hmm. You don't see it. It's, it's not carried in the comic, but it's just this idea that that's, that, that is something that they would do It's like, you know, well, we're not going anywhere. They would turn to these terrorists and say, why do you do what you do? And actually have, try and have a meaningful discussion about why it is that you do what you do. Anyway, the, the, and I want to ask you a question about that here. Just a second. Sure. Yeah. The other thing is, I said, it's a gift that kept on giving. Uh, Denny O'Neill in the letters page had his recommended reading list. And every month he would put in a book that had either influenced him in writing that story or he saw that there was a connection or he just thought, you know, this is something. And that's why I, as a teenager, that's why I read Zen in the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, Art mm. of War. Oh gosh, there, there's, there's so many of the, the there's a book, it's a, it's an in, it's interview uh, with Bruce Lee sort of talking about you know, just like a round table discussion and they committed it to, to print. Sort of talking about, you know, the spirituality of Kung Fu. There were Ed McBain novels were were, were recommended. The, I'm really struggling this the research Dan. Research yeah, yeah, I should I'm actually I think I've the even, fact that you remember this level of detail. Well, I was just talking about the fact that I can't remember like anything other than major beats in a story. I think so, I've actually, so I want to ask you as your research, I want to ask you a question. A question. <laughs> so, you know, we know that the question was created by Steve Ditko. Yes. And that Steve Ditko was quite an interesting character. Yes. And in his final years, he created Mr. A. Yep. But he started with the question. Yes. And he used Ayn Rand's objectivism belief Correct. system. Yes. Do you feel that Denny, O'Ne- Denny O'Neill carried it? without making it too heavy handed, because I, I need to go back and reread those because, you know, for, for Ditko, it was either you were good or you're bad. And if I let right. you fall off the building because yes. you were bad, did, do you feel that 
Denny O'Neill, Denny O'Neill drilled down and purposely kept Vic on that path you know? because him and because when you brought him and Green Arrow, Green Arrow's the ultimate liberal in the DC universe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hawkman is the yeah, but what would Hawkman? How would Hawkman relate to the question? Do you see oh, where I'm going? Oh with yeah, that? no, because, and this because, is, because the question's a whole different different path. That's that right. Down. It's well, okay. Look, so look at this history lesson you're getting, kids. Yeah. Well, Hawkman would be like, try again in your next life. It's, yeah. Well, the the thing <laughs> is, is Vic Sage is not afraid to get hurt, and so that that's 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 part of the edge that he has is to say, you know, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. But to answer your question, Scott, I actually think that that's why he kills him in the first issue. You're not going to be that question anymore. You're Uh, going to be more reflective. Okay. So it's not a slight, I don't, I don't think it would be a slight against Steve Ditko or anything. It was just an opportunity to say, you know what, in this world and in this medium and, and with with where we're going, I think I don't think that that would be sustainable. The the original version of the question, I don't think that would be sustainable outside of a conspiracy whack job. Which, having said that, the Justice League cartoon oh, Jeffrey did Combs. an amazing oh. job Jeffrey with Jeffrey Combs. Combs, and I absolutely adored that. But I I actually have on my phone. And just to just to kind of add a little credence as to why this is the series that I would so much love to go and revisit. This is a note that's been on my phone since June 18th, 2012. Hmm. And, and when I got an iPhone, I actually wrote down all um, 36 books and I've kept it as a list. And I've, hmm. I've been working my way through this list. Wow. Denny O'Neill's for, list? Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. For the last... 40 years, and I just haven't really thought about this. But the book I was trying to think of was Steppenwolf by Herman oh, Hess yes. and Crime and Punishment by Fyodor Dostoevsky. But here's the thing. I was 13. The only reason why, I mean, the British school system being what it was, and if you went to school in England, you know what I'm talking about. That's, I actually look at the question as being, that's actually kind of where I got the, the, the needed education that has fueled me for the rest of my life. So we're going on almost 40 years now. I have read Zen in the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance by Robert Percy. I've read that every five years over the last 40 years. Hmm. And what I find, and I'm actually, I'm, I'm due to pick it up again, because I get something completely different out of it the older that I get. So that series has given me so much joy. I don't wish that I had read it for the first time now because it hit me at, at the perfect time to give me the time to appreciate it for what it is. But it's that, that Eastern philosophy, this, the, that, those contemplations on, on what, what is humanity, violence, it's, 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 it's meant so much to me. And it opened up so many doors in terms of the way that I think and the way that I approach things. So it has to be uh, the question. And if you've never read it, you're, don't, don't go into it looking for superhero antics because that's not what that book is. And the, and the more it went on, the less it got away from that. But at the same time, it's a really good comic. Yeah. So, it, you know, 
and and Denny O'Neill. I think it's the best thing Denny O'Neill ever did. One of my regrets will always be that that I never actually got to meet Denny O'Neill because I've got so many questions that unfortunately have to remain (laughs) remain unanswered now. But but you know, not to spoil the the punchline, um, but in that series, uh, Denny O'Neill gave me my favorite comic book story, which is Fables which was a story that spilled over three annuals. It was the Detective Comics annual number one, Green Arrow annual number one, and the Question annual number one, and the which has never been reprinted. But you gave me the poster. I did give you the poster. It's hanging in my den now. And I've got the poster, and that's hanging in my hallway. And I believe that volume two of the Question Omnibus is actually going to have that story in it. I think you're right. Yeah. you're right. So it's... it's, (laughs) It's worth picking it up just for that. And the point on that story was some questions don't have answers. And if I've got one personal philosophical, people are listening to this like, oh, geez, that guy is such a bore. Um, oh, but the accent takes care of it. Yeah, but, you know, you know I mean, it, it's, everyone loves a good accent. Everyone loves a good accent, but it's still, you know, anyway, I don't care. It's me. Um, All the Brits listening are board oh, but, the, oh yeah. they they yeah. they started burning effigies of me about five podcasts no, it's, it's, back. It's, it's the women 25 to 45 that are clicking the likes on our well anyway but it that some questions don't have answers and that's i'm kind of a control freak and i like to have a full understanding of things in my life and it's having to accept that i'm not actually going to know everything that i want to know it's just it's I could talk a whole bloody podcast about this. Maybe I will someday. Um, but yeah, the question. Absolutely. It's got to be the question. The runner-up, very quickly, Sam in Mystery Theater, because mm-hmm. I, too, love a mystery. Yeah. And okay. what Matt Wagner did, and then uh, later with uh, Stephen Siegel, was the just brilliant, the four-act play. Mm-hmm. Every, yeah, every, four, every issues. four issues, you got a new mystery. And... They're so good. And the uh, compendiums, DC is reprinting them in the compendium format. If you love a mystery, if you've got any interest in a more mature, because this was, this was Vertigo, a mature view on Golden Age characters. And I actually, uh, you know what? I did pick up issue one of the, the new series. And I was like, no, okay. It's I, close. It's close. I can, get, I can get into this. I doubt it'll go down some of the, because I mean, some of the, the uh, storylines in in sure, mystery theater were really quite dark. Well, I mean, I think this, I think these are all just four issue hops, but they they acknowledge you know the tarantula. The tarantula. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I like those it. nods because he didn't have to do any. He 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 nodded to the the father that brought you yeah into this into this run. Absolutely. So that that would be my close second, I think, just because I I I loved that mystery format, and again, it's. And you you mentioned it, Jason, with with Kingdom Come, but but more so with Density Crisis. If the mystery is really good, that anticipation mm-hmm. of oh, I know I got to wait thirty more days to get to the next part, you know, and then you get to the end, and it's like okay, I got to go back and read the whole start thing. Start all over, yeah, because I want I want the immediate the immediacy of solving that mystery with with Wesley Dodds and uh, and and Dion Bell on. But yeah, so you got that's. I think I missed an issue of Identity Crisis along the way. Like I was, <laughs> oh, no. I was picking it up. I was picking it up off the rack, right? right? And <clears throat> I know this happened with Hush for sure. I was super upset 
but I miss, uh, there's been a couple of these, uh, a lonely place of dying. I, it would cross over with Titans. I think it was Batman Titans. Yeah. There was kind of a tangible, I mean, you could yeah. have, a, but it was when, but, um, but to have a whole story, yeah. like part two issue. would be yes. freaking Titans. Right. That's, and the, that's where the house was upside down and Batman and Nightwing are talking. It's like, why is Two-Face doing it this way? Or, right. Yeah. Right. I, so I'd, I'd have these, I, I have all these holes that would show up because my shop wouldn't have the freaking story. And I wasn't, these are all times where I was sort of in and out of right. comics. So I didn't have a, a consistent pull list. I, I remember I had to, the identity crisis one. I hunted the lonely place of dying one. I didn't get issue two of lonely plus place of dying for nearly a decade <laughs> after I read that first, the, the series. Right. And I finally found it at a convention. I paid like, well, this doesn't sound like a big deal now, but I think it was a two dollar comic. I paid five dollars for it, and I was so pissed. That I We've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, I was at Fan Days this weekend, and let me I got some stories to tell about that. It was, yeah. but yeah, I, I missed one. I had to hunt it. I, I remember going all over town to find the issue right. that I had missed, and finally found somebody that had it for me. I, I, I've got a real beef with any like mini series like event series yeah when you find i mean if they want to do little you know sort of accompanying books or series that's fine but every so often and there there, there are a couple of notables infinite crisis did this final crisis definitely did this oh, God. the what was the the marvel one with fear itself did this where if you if you pre-order your books and you're like, oh, I'm going to get issues one through seven of Fear Itself, but it's only then you go through it and it's like, wait a minute, I need issue 3.1. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I needed issue three. What? Hey, and Infinite Crisis has the thing where Wonder Woman snaps his neck. It's that that element that has carried over in the Wonder Woman book. In the Wonder Woman book. Now, thankfully, I was reading Wonder Woman at the time, so that oh, was that okay. Was but Rand, I remember people... The, the Rancor. Rand and the Rand and Thangor War, then the, all the miniseries. Like, yeah. It's like, if you you want to throw yeah. something else in there, I, I have no problem. But but that one was like, if you don't have that Wonder Woman issue, you're actually kind of missing out a big beat well, in the story. Right now, Batman Gotham War with that's crossing over with Catwoman. Yeah. Let me just tell you. The number of people who subscribe to Batman versus the number of people who subscribe to Catwoman vastly different. There's a difference. It's vastly different. Right. So, and the ones that subscribe for the B and C covers are different than the people that actually read the A covers. I'm just going to say that for Catwoman. So, if it weren't for John pulling that book for me, I would be hosed. There's no way I would, I would have thought or known to pull freaking Catwoman. Right. And we're at least certainly by FOC because by the time the prelude would came out, FOC was already closed for freaking Catwoman. Right. And that's so it. I wouldn't have known at all. So there's so many people that just don't have that aren't able to get. It's actually the first issue. I think the first the first part of Gotham War is in Catwoman. Catwoman. Yeah. It's the Catwoman. Story. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. So they've got an, like an Alpha and Omega issue on thing the, going. Yeah. On the bookends. But then, yeah, you've got Batman, you've got Catwoman, and then you've got these two issues uh, with Red, Red Hood. Hood. And so I actually didn't even acknowledge that. And then it was like, oh, shoot, I, I guess. Uh, I, and actually, 
yet they are kind of important to the narrative because See, of what batman is doing with red hood so it's like oh Oh crap! John usually pulls all that stuff for me. I, I, he didn't give me the right hook. Oh no, you, you kind of want. Yeah, I hate to say. I'm not say caught it, up, but you kind of need that. But it's I mentioned Final Crisis, and there's there's a, there's a, there's a podcast all about Final Crisis because that that one takes a, some work to. Understand. I just can't even talk about Final Crisis. Oh, it's it's you know I yeah on the new solicitations for DC they're doing an absolute edition of Final Crisis. Yeah. And I'm very pleased to note that in addition to Final Crisis, you're actually going to get the Superman mini and a couple okay. of the other books and stuff that are actually so bloody critical to, to that story. Because I've got the collection of Final Crisis, and it's just those issues. Yeah, I, I mean, look. I, some gaps. I, I love Grant Morrison. I, I'm a huge fan. I'll follow, He's one of those creators. I will follow him on anything. But that one was the one where I was like, why died well, do you think that's the one where he this... started growing his own mushrooms or was he still using a dealer because there's i there's some expanding that, that book that book it's in a particular toughie. i just can't it might be that i didn't read the mini maybe i've been missing a whole thing i, I just remember everything I don't this thing read. makes no sense to yeah me. I, I, I don't I, understand what this is i read the i read the minis and it's still the the one that i, I mean the legion of superheroes was the only one that i really right but i think and i'm we've gone way off topic. This, That's this what is a did. bonus episode. But to me, final crisis was two things for Grant Morrison. He wanted to tell his own Jack Kirby new God story. Correct. Yeah. And if you weren't familiar with that, or if you didn't read the original, you had no idea what was going on. And he wanted to bring Barry back because there was nothing else of relevance. Right. That really, because I mean, Turpin's not dark side anymore. And I've always given credit to DC is that you never heard Barry was coming back. Right. Yeah. I, I remember some killer covers. That, that's a great oh, covers. Yeah. You know, they've got the Calvin, they've got the Calvin, yeah. you know, variant of Superman in there. Mm -hmm. And we, we've enjoyed that back issue when it comes in here, but you know, <laughs> for, true. for something as, you know, we're bringing Ollie back. He got his own, you know, he's got his own mini series. Like that. We got Hal back. He goes on there. All right. Barry's back. What? Yeah. He's over there. Right. Is that really Barry? Yes, Barry. Yeah. And, guy vibrating and, 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 and you know no you know it took jeff jones and rebirth for flash to right. spread up i mean it really if you just read that story first i got back what's up man thanks for listening to the multiverse podcast if you'd like to visit us in person at the multiverse we are in hearst texas if you'd like to visit us online we're at www.themultiverse.com Please do me a favor, make sure you subscribe, make sure you write a review on any of the places that you listen. That really helps us quite a bit. So give us some stars, give us some reviews. We can't wait to see you next time. Thanks.